0: The drive, SCORE! The Bruins knock out Montreal! Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Master Plan. And what a divisional round it was. Four games decided on the very last play of the game. Intensity all the way through. Easily some of the best football I've ever seen in my life. Um, And I think a lot of you share those same feelings. I went 0-4 with my picks this weekend. But I don't care. We got such great football. it, It doesn't matter to me. All right? So let's jump right into it with the first game of the weekend. The Bengals versus the Titans. And this was a very, very defensive game. And I was kind of surprised about how defensive it was, right? Because first off, right, you had two pretty high-powered offenses, Cincinnati and Tennessee, right? Derrick Henry comes back. And now you think to yourself, well, I mean, listen, I mean, look at the Bengals. They got a great offense, but their defense is suspect. Who knows? They got some players out, defensive line players out. In Tennessee, you know, off of bye, they've been very good. But Bengals, the Bengals took it 19-16 on an Evan Money McPherson. Yeah, that's my new name for him. Evan Money McPherson. I think it was like a 52-yarder. I think that was what it was, 52-yard field goal, to seal the deal and win the game for the Bengals. So Joe Burrow played very good football. Didn't have any touchdowns, had one interception, but don't let that fool you because he played really, really well all day. Tannehill made some not-so-great decisions, especially on the first throw of the game where he threw a pick. Um, a couple of the other interceptions, you could argue, weren't his fault. One was a great play by Mike Hilton. Um, and then the one on the last throw of the game for Tennessee, you know, another tipped pass. So he was they were kind of, you know, on the other side of some unfortunate um, tipped balls. However... They had a shot, and you know Derrick Henry surprisingly only had sixty-two yards on the ground on on twenty carries. I would have thought that they would have given him the ball more, although they had a nice you know duo going between Deontay Foreman and Derrick Henry. I I like that how they kind of split that up, but it's clear to me that they didn't get Derrick Henry going nearly as much as they should have, right? Um, And this kind of proves to me that a I don't think Tennessee was as good as I thought they were, right? They were suspect kind of all season, but I believed in them. I believed in them because, you know, other teams AFC were suspect, especially the Bengals, by the way. Um, And B, you know, Mike Vrabel is very good off of a bye, or at least historically he is. Um, And and C, like with Derrick Henry coming back, I thought the cards were playing right for Tennessee to make an AFC championship appearance and potentially a Super Bowl appearance. Ultimately, as we all know, that's not what happened. Um, again, it was a very competitive game, not a lot of scoring, some very good defense being played. Joe Burrow was sacked nine times by the Titans defensive line, which is just remarkable that they sacked him that many times, and then the Bengals still found a way to win. This This game was, this game was a great way to start the weekend. Um, and you just got to think to yourselves, like, hey, you know, Cincinnati came away with a big win here, right? This is a big win for Cincinnati looking at this game and the way that they played. They ran the ball kind of effectively. They threw it well. I mean, Joe Burrow had nearly 350 yards through the air. Um, Jamar Chase had another big game. Five catches, 109 yards, which is just remarkable. Um, Tennessee, by the way, less, I mean, A.J. Brown had 142 yards and five catches and a touchdown, right? And Julio Jones had 62 yards on six catches. Um, I Again, I think Ryan Tannehill didn't play his greatest game, and he needed to. Um, I feel like Tennessee could have easily won this game, commit less turnovers, because the Bengals, again, they're, the Titans' defense is putting up a very good game. I mean, they were playing a very good game, um, and I just think some – Untimely turnovers and some you know poor offensive coaching calls were kind of the result. I think I wish they had to run it more to Derrick Henry, open up that play action game. Then you can throw it to Julio Jones, AJ Brown, whoever else. Right. So I, I think that there's definitely there are definitely some uh, some improvements needed to be made by Tennessee. Um, but Cincinnati looks really dangerous. I think that they can play kind of a lot of different styles of football, Um, and this shows that their defense can step up when they need it and that their offense can step up when they need it too. They've probably the best or the second-best kicker in the playoffs right now, Evan McPherson, Um, and they looked really, really good. I mean, I got to say, I think the Bengals on the road again are looking good, and I wouldn't want to play them in the AFC Championship because that's a team that's hot right now, and they're kind of new and there's not really a lot of not a film a lot of film, a lot of data on them. So they're gonna be a tough out for any team. Um kind of one of the surprises this year in the a- AFC championship game. Again, most people had this team, bottom of the AFC North, no shot at making the playoffs, and now they're playing for a spot in the Super Bowl this year. So that's that's remarkable to me. Um and honestly, this is probably the least entertaining game of the weekend right i would have to say this is probably the least you know the least entertaining game it was crazy came down to a last second field goal great game really competitive next game packers versus niners and this game came down to a last second field goal hit by Robbie Gold to send the san francisco 49ers into another NFC Championship game appearance, their second one in the last three seasons. Um, they won the last one. They beat the Packers in that NFC Championship game. And the story of this game, for me, was defense, right? Both offenses were very, very – they were pretty bad, all right? Like, let's put it that way, all right? Jimmy Garoppolo, 11 for 19, 131 and a pick. Elijah Mitchell had 53 rushing yards. Debo had 39. Kai Uscheck had 14. So I think they might have broken 100, but if so, barely. Um, the Packers: Rodgers 20 for 20, 20, 20 for 29, 225 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Aaron Jones 41 rushing yards. AJ Dillon 25. Um, now. Most of Aaron Rodgers' passing yards, like a good portion of them came on kind of one play to Aaron Jones, and you guys all know the play I'm talking about. That's the reason why Aaron Jones had 129 receiving yards on nine catches. Um, Devonta Adams had nine for 90. Al Lazard had one for six, and that was really the problem. This Niners defense, I don't think their secondary is particularly good, but Maybe they are, because they're playing some really, really, really good football right now. I don't know I don't know what it is about the Niners, but their defense locked down the Packers. And I get it. It was snowing. The conditions weren't great for passing, but the running game was even worse, right? Aaron Rodgers was sacked a couple times, um, and he didn't really have a ton of time to make a ton of throws, right? I think the, the Niners had five sacks during the game. Nick Bosa had two. Eric Armstead had two and Kawan Williams or uh, Samson Ebukam had one. So they were all over Rodgers. I mean, five sacks isn't quite what Joe Burrow had to endure, but it was still quite a few. Um, And flipping the side, the Packers defense played great all game long, right? They let up, the Packers defense let up, I would say, six points all game long, right? Six points. Um, I mean, they held. The passing yards to 131, rushing to 100. Um, no players on San Fran scored a touchdown. So you might be asking yourself, well, how did they have get? How did they get 13 points? You need a touchdown to get to 13 points. Well, they did, by one of the most unlikely players of all time, and that would be. Hold on, hold on. I'm just trying to look for his name. I don't know. I I can't find his name. But a big problem for the Packers all season, and this isn't something that we've actually talked about, right? Because, first off, I didn't give it enough attention, as much attention as I probably should have, number one. And number two, I didn't think it'd be a big factor in this game, which was my second mistake. And number three, I didn't really know. The Packers special teams was ranked 32nd coming into this game they had a blocked field goal and most importantly a blocked punt and that blocked punt was returned for a touchdown so set the stage the game was 10 to 3 right packers with the ball fourth down in their own end they allowed to kick the punt gets blocked Gets returned in the end zone, four touchdown, 10-10. Niners make a drive. Robbie Gold kicks a field goal. He's been perfect in the playoffs throughout his career, and you know he's not missing that kick. Um, simply put, this game was a defensive showdown. Right? I wouldn't say Jimmy Garoppolo showed me a lot in this game. Right? I wouldn't say Aaron Rodgers did either. But Aaron Rodgers, I felt, had the better chance to make a game. And he really couldn't make anything happen. Remember, this was a home game for the Packers. And now, as everyone knows, they're in cap hell. So this is going to be a tough, I don't know if Rodgers will be, A, I don't know if he'll be a Green Bay Packers quarterback going into next season. And I know that sounds crazy, but I'm not sure he'll be a Green Bay Packers quarterback going into next season. Because the way the cap situation is going to work out, it doesn't bode well. Doesn't bode well. Um, this was, a again, a very defensive game. Aaron Rodgers really did not show up. I mean, listen, the fact that Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams account for basically all of the passing yards that Aaron Rodgers had, that's a problem, right? It shows that they're very centric upon two players. Um, that's concerning going forward. Um, the Packers' defense played a very, very good game. I thought they were excellent. I, thought, I think they had, like, four sacks. They forced a pick. They looked great. So, I, I got to say, like, overall, it was a great game. Very entertaining up until the end. Very defensive. And I know some people don't like those types of games, which is we'll get to the next two games. But this was a game for the ages, right? Niners go into Lambeau and beat the Packers. Next game on the docket, Bucks versus Rams. And, boy, oh, boy, was this – the craziest game, second craziest game I've ever uh, of the weekend. Second craziest. So the Rams got a huge lead in this game, right? Basically what happened was, so Bucs kicked a field goal, Rams kicked a field goal, then scored a touchdown. There were a couple of long plays that the Bucs gave up. Bucs really couldn't get a lot going on offense. Brady was getting sacked all day long. The protection for Matthew Stafford was excellent, right? And at the end of the first half, it was 20-3. to And I said to myself, well, this game isn't over, right? We know it's Tom Brady, and we know anything can happen. But then the Rams get the ball in the second half, and I don't think they score in their first drive, but I think in their second drive they score. Um, and and it's 27-3 to at this point. And I'm saying to myself, this is shaping up for either a Tom Brady, you know, miracle, comeback win, or this is going to be an absolute blowout, and little by little, Tampa Bay, you know, they made a couple plays, right? There was a couple fumbles, right? A couple fumbles by by the Rams. So Cam Akers had a couple fumbles that day, right? And so Matthew Stafford, I believe, what was it? I, I'm just trying to think of who. I'm trying to think uh, back to the plays that happened yesterday because it was it was remarkable. Um, So the Bucks, I believe, off a, off a Cooper Cup turnover, right? So it was 27-6, right? That was a score, right? Because the Bucs kicked a field goal. Rams driving. Matthew Stafford throws to Cooper Cup. Strip, sh- Cooper Cup got stripped. Ball goes the other way. Bucks score a touchdown. So now you're saying to yourself, okay, 27-13. It's a two-score game. I mean, this one could get... Could get competitive, you never know. And then, you know, it turns over and now we're in the fourth quarter, right? So the Bucks put up 10 points. So right now we're at 27 to 13, right? And we're in the fourth quarter and not a ton's happening, right? Not a ton's hat. well, actually, let me, let me take that back, right? I believe the fourth quarter was absolute insanity, right? At one point, I don't remember exactly when this was. Tom Brady got sacked, stripped, sacked. On the very next play, a bad snap sent the ball going the other way. Bucks recovered it for a net 30-yard gain. The Bucks drove down the field to score another touchdown. Another touchdown, right? So now it's 27-20, right? Brady got strip sacked again, I think but the Rams weren't really doing anything with the ball, With the ball, right? The Bucks defense, after giving up 27 points in two and a half quarters, really, gave up three points, and we'll get to those last three points, in a quarter and a half, right? But the Bucs weren't able to do anything on offense. It seemed like every time the Bucs were able to do something on offense, four down would come up and, and nothing really happened, right? It was a huge play, right, where Mike Evans – Right? And we'll we'll get to that in a second. Sorry, because I'm so discombobulated because there's so much happened in this game. Right? Turnover after turnover, both sides fumbling, you know, throwing picks. Brady had a pick before the half. Um, it was wild. So let's hit the stage. There was five minutes left or something like that, four minutes left left in the game. Right? Bucks, it's third down. And Brady takes a big sack. Takes a big sack on third down. So now it's fourth down. You're down by seven. Not much time left. A field goal doesn't do you really any good. Right? So the Bucks go for it on fourth down. Brady throws one up. Mike Evans has it. Ball falls to the ground. As it falls to the ground, he gets hit by Eric Weddle. But the officials determine... That the ball hit the ground first. And I, the ball did hit the ground first, but I truly believe that that should have been a first down for the Bucks, Right? Because it definitely impacted the play. And that's just my opinion. But whatever. Turnover on downs. Right? That 15-yard penalty is added to the end. So, you know, the Rams, they figure, oh, we're going to run out the clock. Cam Akers run up the middle on third down. Stripped. Ndamukong sue, strips Cam Akers for the second time that day. Cam Akers fumbles the ball. Bucks recover, right, and just after the two-minute warning, I believe the Bucks score a touchdown. Right, they they they're bleeding the clock down. They're bleeding the clock down, and they score a touchdown. Leonard Fournette on fourth and one bounces one to the outside. Evades a tackle, scores a touchdown. Ryan Suckup makes a field goal. We're at 27-27. At this point, the entire world is going crazy because Brady has just engineered a 24-point comeback with the help of his defense. Don't get me wrong. Then, at this point, Rams have one timeout tie game. And Matthew Stafford pulls off some magic, right? And this is, I think, the worst play call I've ever seen in my life. Todd Bowles on third down, I believe. It was like third and seven, third and eight. Calls a mid blitz. Like he doesn't leave anyone over the top. And it ends up being that your triple crown winner, Cooper Cup, is matched up against Anthony Winfield. Or uh I think I think it's Anthony Winfield. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um Antoine Winfield, sorry. And guess what? That ball goes all the way down the field. Rainbow pass right to Cooper Cup. 20-yard line. Matt Gay nails a 20, 30-yard field goal after had missing a 47-yard field goal short. He hit it short. He missed it He missed it short. This was a wild game. The Bucs had chances to win it. Don't get me wrong. But Todd Bowles really screwed it up. I thought the Bucks defense in the second half played excellent. Um... They had three. They had two sacks total on the day. Um, All together, I felt it was a very good day for the Bucs. Ryan Suckup did miss a field goal, so you can blame that. But it was a great game. Brady falls just short, but can we like respect the fact that that was a twenty-four point comeback? And that was just that's just silly. Um, one of the craziest games. I'm not even doing it justice because um, it's so hard to describe. You just have to watch it. Final game of the weekend, Bills versus Chiefs, and this one came down to the last play as well. Both quarterbacks had the best games of the season, I would say. Josh Allen, twenty-seven for thirty-seven, three hundred twenty-nine yards, four touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes, thirty-three for thirty-four, of thirty-three of thirty-four, three hundred seventy-eight yards, three touchdowns. Also had a rushing touchdown. Both of these players led their teams in rushing. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs ended up winning 42 to 36 in overtime. In the last minute and a half, 2 minutes, 24 points were scored. In the fourth quarter, 28 total points were scored. Right? The first half was kind of slow, right? Josh Allen hit some lasers, Patrick Mahomes hit some lasers and it was 14 to 14. Right? In the second half, Harrison Bucker did all the scoring in the third quarter for the chiefs and the bills scored one touchdown. I believe on a Patrick, I believe on a, I believe that was a Josh Allen throw. Right. But the fourth quarter, and by the way, going to the fourth quarter, it was 21, 23, right? Not a lot of people felt like this would be the score. People thought it'd be higher scoring and boy was it higher scoring. Right. Right. And the only reason why it was 23 24, and I'm sorry, by the way, it wasn't, it was a field goal and a touchdown with a missed extra point in the third quarter. Not if, not three field goals. People thought it'd be higher scoring. And it got there, right? Back and forth in the last minute, Tyreek, I mean, like it was just insane. Josh Allen led two would be game winning drives. against the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes comes back. And I, can I can I get, like, Bills versus Chiefs drive by drive? I just want to get the drive by drive so I can get this perfectly correct. Okay. In the fourth quarter alone. All right. So Harrison Bucker, the Chiefs lead, lead a drive, 26-21. Josh Allen comes back down the field, and with two minutes left on the clock, he hits Gabriel Davis, who, by the way, had 200 receiving, 201 receiving yards, right, on eight catches and four touchdowns, playoff record, four touchdowns. So it's a 17. By the way, this was a 17-play, 75-yard, seven-minute drive for the Bills, right? Two minutes, they're up by one. They go for two points. Throw to Stefan Diggs. Good. 29-26. Then the Chiefs come storming back. In 52 seconds, they go five plays, 75 yards on a Tyree kill, 64-yard, like, slant route, and he just outraces everybody. 33-29. Extra point is good. Josh Allen comes back. Six plays, 75 yards, 49 seconds, touchdown to Gabriel Davis. 36-33, in a 13-second drive. In a 13-second drive, it took the Chiefs 13 seconds to go three plays, 44 yards, for Harrison Bucker to hit a 49-yard field goal to send this game into overtime. Chiefs won the toss and never looked back. Josh Allen, by the way, was 4-0. 9-0, 9-0, oh, sorry, he was 9-0 and oh in coin tosses going up until this game. Folks, when I described these games, it was absolute mayhem, right? I don't even do it justice, all right? I'm sorry, right? These games were the best I've ever seen, the craziest games. The weekend itself was just drunk, all right? There was no rhyme. There was no reason to what was happening. It was just happening, and I think we all need to look at that and say, wow, football is great. This divisional round was spectacular. Thank you to all the teams that participated. I mean, it was so much fun. Um, The the, the AFC and NFC Championship game preview will be coming out soon, Um, obviously before the games on Sunday. Thank you all for listening, and have a great day. The game on the line, one shot. Who would you rather have taking it, Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State, open shot fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth, you better hit it. I want Iguadala.